We fall down, we lay our crowns at the feet of Jesus. Greatness of His mercy and love at the feet of Jesus. We cry. upon 
I lay all of my burdens down at your feet. Anytime I don't In moments like these, I sing out a song. I sing out a love song to Jesus. In moments like I lift up my hands and I sing out a love song to Him. Singing, I love you, I sing out a song, I sing out a love song to Jesus in moments like these, I lift up my And I sing out a love song to Him, singing I love You.
this morning. Uh, we're going to open the service with a word of prayer and bring some needs uh, before the throne. Sister Becky, if you could just continue to uh, play that softly. We um, want to remember the male family, their home, uh, sick. Uh, they need a touch from the Lord. The Paschals are also uh, not well and uh, are sick at home today, so we want to remember them. Sister Hannah Whitlock, I guess, broke her wrist, so we want to remember her in prayer. Um, we want to remember our brother Keith that's traveling back from uh, the West driving. He's going to try and be here for this evening service, but we want to remember him in prayer. We want to remember our brother Tim. Remember Sister Madeline, who's traveling. Uh, we want to continue to remember Brother Burley, of course, uh, in prayer. We want to remember Sister Mary Smith in prayer. She's uh, continuing to go through a hard time physically. And uh, I know everyone here loves her a lot. And we want to continue to remember our Sister Mary and continue Brother Richard, who's her caregiver as well. And uh, the Lord would give him strength. Sister Chanel put in a prayer request for uh, Sister Rosie. Uh, she'll be having surgery on Wednesday, so we want to remember our Sister Rosie in prayer. I think that's all I've got that's written down. If you have an unspoken prayer request, I'm thankful there's somewhere where we can go this morning. Amen. And we can go and say, Lord, hey, we've got a need. Lord, we just ask that you touch it. I'm ask Brother Mitch you can if you'll come up and uh, take these needs. Let's just pray. 
Dear Heavenly Father, we just come before you this morning. We just want to thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to come into your house and just worship you and hear your word. But we also come, Lord, with needs on our hearts, many of which are unspoken, but just a few here, Lord, that you already know, but we just want to bring them to you, God, and just ask that you would just touch every need, whether it be physical, whether it be a spiritual need, Lord, we just place it at your throne now, and we ask that you would just be with us today as well. Speak through the minister, just help him to move aside, and to just speak to us and strengthen us once more for the week ahead, and we just ask it in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Turn and shake hands with those that are around you. Welcome them to the service. Any of our visitors, we hope you feel welcome. We've got a lot of folks. I didn't say seated. Just keep standing. It's okay. I know it's habit. You shake hands and then you sit down. Um, but we're going to stay standing. Yeah, we're going to stay standing. We're going to sing um, uh, Leaning on the Everlasting Arms. Amen. What a fellowship. What a joy to mine. Sorry to pull that trick on you. I know that's tough. Get so used to shaking hands and seating down. Amen. Well, what a fellowship. What a joy divine. Leaning on everlasting arms. What a blessedness. What a peace is mine. Leaning on. Cause I'm leaning. Yes, I'm leaning. Safe and secure from all along. Leaning, well, I'm leaning, leaning on everlasting arms. Oh, how sweet to walk in this pilgrim way. Leaning on everlasting arms. Oh, how bright the path. From day to day, leaning on the everlasting, amen. Cause I'm leaning, yes, I'm leaning, real safe and secure from all along. I to dread what have I to fear leaning on the everlasting arms I have blessed peace with my Lord so dear leaning on the everlasting arms well I'm leaning we're leaning safe and secure from all along Oh, I'm leaning, leaning, well, safe and secure from all along, leaning, leaning, leaning on the everlasting arms. We're going to sing that chorus one more time, and Brother Josiah is going to come up and sing for us. 
Well, I'm leaning. Yes, I'm leaning. Real safe and secure from all along. Leaning, leaning, leaning on everlasting arms. You may have your seats. Brother Chris, as soon as he's done, if you can make your way up. darkest hour you're my hiding place the ancient of days you're the rock on which I'm standing you are worthy of all praise so blessed be oh blessed be blessed be search for the ever-flowing fountain that my heart always thirsts for. Lord, you're the one who makes me whole, the lover of my soul. And whatever comes my way, Lord, I know you're in control. Blessed be Blessed be, blessed be your name. Oh, blessed be, oh, blessed be, oh, blessed be your name. And let your people
bless y'all. Um, I'm from Arizona, from Brother Ron Peterson's church, and I, I greet you from there. Uh, it's good to be here. I think you're having the same weather I am at home right now, rain and hot weather at times. But this song is Child of the King. And if you know the chorus, you're sure welcome to sing with me because I'm just scared to death. <laughs> Once I was clothed in the rags of my sins, wretched and poor, lost and lonely within, but with wondrous compassion. Oh, the King of all kings, in pity, oh, in love, He took me under His wings. Oh, yes, oh, yes, oh, I'm a child of the King, oh, in His royal blood, it now flows Oh, and I, who was wretched, oh, and poor, now can sing. Praise God, oh, praise God, oh, I'm a child of the King. Oh, now I'm a child with the heavenly home. Oh, and my Holy Father, oh, He's made me His own. Oh, and I'm washed by His blood, and I'm clothed in His love. Oh, and someday I'm gonna sing, oh, with the angels above. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, I'm a child of the King. Oh, in His royal blood. Oh, it flows in my vein. And I, who was wretched, oh, and poor, now can sing. Oh, praise God. Oh, praise God, oh, I'm a child of the King. Oh, yes, oh, yes, I'm a child of the King. Oh, in His royal blood, it now flows through my veins, and I, Oh, and poor now can sing. Oh, praise God, praise God. Oh, I'm a child of the King. Oh, yes, oh, yes. Oh, I'm a child of the King. Oh, in His role. Lord, through my vein, hey. 
wretched, and poor now can sing. Oh, praise God! Oh, praise God! Oh, I'm a child of the King. Amen. I really enjoyed that. Um, I wonder how Brother Chris sings when he's not scared to death, because that sounds pretty good when he's scared. Amen. Enjoyed that. Uh, we're going to ask the ushers to come at this time. Brother Jeff, if you could ask a blessing on the offering. Brother Barry gets ready to come. Let's sing that we need you, Lord. Amen. Is that your request? Amen. Is that your desire? Lord, we need you. Amen. Because without him, we're absolutely nothing. Amen. We need you, Lord. We need you, Lord, right now. We'll you Lord we need you Lord right now will we lift our hands and we bow our knees and worship at your Yes, we need you, Lord. We'll ride now. Let's sing that again. We need you, Lord. Oh, we need you, Lord. We need you, Lord. Right now. Yes, we need you, Lord. We need you, Lord, right now. We lift our hands and we bow our knees and worship at your throne. Oh, we need you, Lord. Yes, we need you, Lord. Right now, I need you, Lord. Oh, I need you, Lord. Oh, right. My voice. 
Well, my knees worship at your throne. I need you, Lord. Yes, I need you, Lord. Right now. Thank you, Jesus. Sounds so nice. Shake someone's hand this morning, say, Welcome, pilgrim, to the house of the Lord, and you may be seated this morning. We welcome all of you today. Good to have all of you sojourning with us today, and we welcome you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I wanted to just give a couple of quick announcements uh, this morning before we begin. Brother uh, Craig Boer is with us uh, from Connecticut, and he's going to be ministering this morning. Uh, but I wanted to just uh, give you a little uh, update here this morning. And um, we certainly enjoyed the ministry last night with the young people. Had uh, almost 50 young people here and uh, some visiting from other places. And it was just really nice. Had a great lesson and uh, good fellowship. Sister Sarah Basaki had a birthday last uh, last Sunday. You were hoping you'd be out of town and wouldn't get there. But we're here. Sister Sarah, God bless you. August 18th is Ella Kate Jackson's birthday, and uh, we acknowledged that last night, but I think she was going to sing this morning. I'm not sure. Not, all right, we'll wait for that. And uh, Keith and Sarah Buchanan's anniversary uh, is also today. No, that's not today. A couple of days ago. Brother Keith is on his way uh, here. He's driving across the country and uh, hoping to be here for the evening service. So we wish them all the very best. Today is Sister Kristen. Godwin's birthday. Sister Kristen, God bless you. Good to have you today. Also, August 22nd is Sister Lisa Pascal's birthday and Hunter McIntosh, uh, his birthday also as well. God bless you. We appreciate you. And uh, August 23rd, Brother Ron Knobloch. Brother Ron, God bless you. Always good to have you with us. And August 26th is Brother David Whitlock's birthday. Brother David is not with us today. He's working and uh, we wish him all the very best. And then the 27th is Sister Ashley Buchanan's birthday, right? And Emily Harwell. And uh, it's not? It is. It is. Sister Emily and I have kind of teamed up in uh, uh, that bean game. And so f- just letting you know. And uh, we're a pretty dynamic team together so but anyway sister emily happy birthday i know nobody calls her emily except me but uh and that's kind of half the fun so we wish sister emily uh, a wonderful birthday brother joe drum is going through uh treatments uh this week and he started an infusion cycle and uh it's naturally hard on his body because they're trying to rid him of cells and things that uh, they want to remove, and so it's called a CLL uh, procedure, infusion. So they're not with us today. They're listening, and if you don't mind, just keep Brother Joe in your prayers, and we just want to uh, see him have a complete and total victory over that problem that he's been dealing with. Uh, Sister Becky also has her two cousins. Uh, one is Candle Weaver in California and Judy Rodriguez in Maryland, who is uh, both of them have cancer, and uh, we certainly want to hold them up in prayer. Also, as well, um, most of you would know uh, Kim and John Weeks, and um, their John's brother Kevin, uh, their father passed away yesterday, 
and uh, he's in Brother Steve's church. That family's in Brother Steve's church up in Virginia, and uh, we certainly want to remember the Weeks family. Um, Sister Angie Pritchard also is not here today. She's in uh, Georgia, and uh, we miss uh, we miss Sister Angela. Um, I had to show you some of these. I, I had to get permission to show you these. But uh, Brother Aaron uh, Nengamaza, as you know, is in uh, Zimbabwe. And uh, he had a little bit of, uh, they were there almost a month and um, had a little bit of rest. But Brother Aaron's the type of brother who, you know, he could only rest so long and then, uh, then got out on the road. And uh, so he hired a truck. And uh, we had sent, in coordination with his visit, we sent a truck down from Malawi that had uh, thousands and thousands of SEALs books. And these are these blue books that he's holding here. And uh, at the same time, he requested, he said, hey, I just found out that they're discounting Bibles in the Shona language here in South Africa while I'm here. And uh, he said, I'm going to be going into that region. And then there was a bunch of church age books in English and Shona that were piled up there in Zimbabwe. So he he asked me, he said, would it be all right if we rented a truck? And uh, he, he loaded up the truck and they took it uh, down to some of these villages. And literally, uh, these people were waiting by the side of the roadway. They were on, on little back roads and they would come out of their villages and wait by the side of the road, get a box of books like this, you know, boxes of Bibles and uh, supplied our whole church, and they were just excited. So Brother Aaron is crisscrossing the whole, this whole region of Zimbabwe there. This morning, about 2 o'clock in the morning, I get a, a note from him. He said, he said, if the resources are available, he said, can I keep the truck another four days? He said, there's just so many places we haven't been. And he wants to have another four days with the truck to travel in new parts of the country. So he's becoming the patron saint of Zimbabwe. <laughs> And we'll probably lose him because they'll elect him to be president of uh, Zimbabwe uh, pretty soon. But you can see uh, it's not a question as to whether he's enjoying this whole experience. Uh, he's, he's just on the road, and you can see him. See him over on the, on the right here. <laughs> it does, it's just not a mystery as to how he's feeling about doing this, and it's just so wonderful. Uh, some of these uh, places and churches are people, uh, places that we've built over the last year or two with Brother Aaron's help. He's helped us identify people that had real need. There's one church here that uh, they took the truck that he rented and bought 200 chairs because the people were sitting on piles of mud in their church. They took dried mud and put it on the floor, and that's what they were using for seats. And uh, so he asked me, he said, can we, can we get 200 chairs? And so we bought 200, and he put them on the truck and brought them out to this village out here. The man on the right uh, is an old man who's been in the message for many, many years, and uh, he lost his Bible. It fell apart 10 years ago. And he's been praying and asking God for a Bible for the last 10 years. And Aaron came and brought him a new Bible in his language, in the Shona language, and he was so excited uh, there are videos that he sent me of people describing what it was like to get materials. Brother Aaron uh, is going to be doing a little documentary when he comes back and have all of this uh, for us. So I didn't want to put too much up there, but uh, just wanted to share some of these images with you. And uh, these people are just uh, pretty excited uh, that uh, Brother Aaron's come through there. And uh, they're so excited to be able to have materials now in their language and to be able to uh, 
you know, preach, and they're doing, in several churches, he said they were trying to do a study on the church ages, and then they wanted to go into the seals after that. But if you don't have a seals book and a church age book, that's a little tough. And so here, here comes all of these books, and one for everyone. Everyone's got one now uh, in their language. And so this is, uh, this is just a real blessing to the people there. And uh, Brother Aaron is so excited to be able to minister to his own people. And he's preaching up a storm in all these churches that he goes to. And he, I told him he'd need a vacation from his vacation when he comes home. And, uh, but he'll be there on the 29th. I believe they're traveling back. And uh, so we uh, want to remember him in prayer over this uh, next week here. All right, that's fine. Thank you. We can take that down. Um, also, um, I wanted to mention uh, this morning, uh, we want to welcome Brother Chris. He's already done a great job of uh, welcoming himself there and really enjoyed that special Brother Chris. He's going to be with us until uh, the first week of September. And uh, we're always uh, glad to see Brother Chris, known him for a long time uh, over the years. Uh, this morning, too, I wanted to just make mention uh, to welcome the Parks uh, here today, uh, Brother Michael and Sister Ellen, uh, who are here from Greensboro, and uh, they've kind of, I, I mentioned last night they were losing their visitor status, and he told me after church, he said, you can take away the visitor status. He said, we want to come and be a part of the assembly. So we want to welcome you in the name of the Lord Jesus, and it's... <clears throat> You may be thankful that you're here, but I want to say we're thankful you're here, and uh, we are honored to have you with us, and we trust that uh, it'll be a blessing to you to sojourn with us for a little while, and hopefully this is the last shift, last move, and uh, the next one will be an eternal one, and uh, that's what we're pulling for. Uh, great to have the Irishes back after being away last week, and uh, appreciate them uh, being here, and each and every one of you, and may God bless you all. Let's stand to our feet. Uh, Brother Craig is uh, with us today. It's not easy to get Brother Craig these days because uh, he is a um, uh, busy uh, pastor now and uh, used to travel a lot more and it was a little easier to get, but now he's a little harder to get, but uh, we're honored to have him uh, with us today. And then I was just trying to remember uh, this fellow's name here, Lucas, right? Good to have Lucas and Haley back and uh, been struggling with some sickness and Great to have him here, and uh, good to see him back on their feet again. Uh, so let's sing this morning, and we're going to bring Brother uh, Brother Craig uh, with us, and we want you to pull on the gift. Um, Brother Craig is, uh, to me, he uh, brother who just uh, is what I would refer to as somebody who's very solid, very sound in the message, and loves to preach it. And Brother Craig's got a lot of experiences in preaching different uh, parts of the world and different environments. And so uh, you just uh, you need to draw from that wealth of experience and uh, uh, insight that God's given to him over the years. And uh, I'll tell you, it's just a blessing. He came in and what we refer to, is still referred to as the Defiance Revival uh, several years ago and came in sovereignly. It was just a real sovereign move of God in northeast Ohio. And uh, sometime, um, you know, we could maybe get him to share his testimony of how that all happened, but just a supernatural move of God. There was about 40 people who came in. Several churches were spawned from that revival, and then it stopped. Four years later, it stopped. And 
it just been uh, for those believers that were brought in in that revival, and Brother Craig was the first. Uh, it was just a real outstanding uh, move of God. And uh, we appreciate Brother Craig. We've known him many years, and his wife Anna, and uh, we're glad to have him today. Uh, let's sing a little chorus. I have a maker, and he knows my name. And so now we want you to put your feet under the table. And uh, we've been uh, enjoying some outstanding services over the last little while and uh, just really have felt the Spirit of God moving in a special way. And I just want that to continue today. So lay aside everything. Lay aside anything that you think might hinder the moving of the Holy Spirit. And let's just draw from the well today. The well is dug for you. The well is full for you. And if you don't draw from it, it's not God's fault. I believe he's provided us with a great message and a great ministry. And uh, I want you to be blessed today. So draw deep from that well today. Let's sing it together. I have a maker. And he formed my heart. Before. Sing it now. He knows my name. He knows He hears me when I call. I have a father, I have father, he calls me his own, calls me his own, I love this, he never leaves me, never leave me, no matter where, no matter where I go. Let's sing it to the Lord now. He knows my name. He knows my name. He knows my every thought. He sees each tear that falls. And He hears me when I and he hears me, and he hears me when I call. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise this morning. Praise the Lord. Praise the mighty name of the Lord. It is good to be here with you this morning, just to be with you again. And it's just a real privilege and honor to, to preach to you, to be invited here. We thank Brother Barry for having us. Count Brother Barry a dear friend and just appreciate the way the Lord is using this assembly in such a very, very special way in the last moments of human history. And so we, I was just telling Brother Barry, we support you. We stand behind it. We're just so happy to see God do something so sovereignly and so wonderful. My, my wife would have loved to have been here. She really would have, but school's about to start. So she had to stay home and get ready for the school. She homeschools. But I've got Josiah, my firstborn, with me, and he's been my little armor bearer uh, on this trip, so I'm happy to have him 
with us. And, and then also last night, we just had a wonderful time with the youth. And I just appreciate their stand and their entering into the service. And it was just wonderful. Ask great questions and just really become a part of things. And Brother Branham said, that's the way we enter into the spirit. We become a part of things. And so we just uh, love the Lord with all of our hearts. And we don't ever just come into a place to be heard by no stretch of the imagination, but we come into the presence of God to receive something from his word. And God has sent us a message and it, it does not get the attention that it deserves. We can't give it enough attention that it deserves. It is divine. The message that has come in this day has come from God Almighty. And it will bring these bodies into a change. It will bring us into the rapture and start the glorious millennium. We believe it. And the faith that is burning in our hearts right now will take us to that place. But we've got to believe it with all of our hearts. And we've got to give everything we got to it. And so we intend to do that this morning. Let's turn in our Bibles, if we can, to Mark chapter 11. Mark chapter 11, and I would like to start with verse 11. I really appreciated the song service and the spirit, just so wonderful. Mark chapter 11, verse 11. And if you will, just say amen when you find your place in the scriptures. And Jesus entered into Jerusalem... And into the temple, and when he had looked around about upon all things, and now the eventide was come, he went out unto Bethany with the twelve. And on the morrow, when they were come from Bethany, he was hungry. And seeing a fig tree afar off, uh, having leaves, he came, if happily he might find anything thereon. And when he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for the time of figs was not yet. And Jesus answered and said unto them, I'm sorry, said unto it, No man eat fruit of thee hereafter forever. And his disciples heard it. And they come to Jerusalem, and Jesus went into the temple and began to cast out them that sold and bought in the temple, And overthrew the tables of the money changers and the seats of them that sold doves. And would not suffer any man should carry any vessel through the temple. And he taught, saying unto them, Is it not written, My house shall be called of all nations a house of prayer, but you have made it a den of thieves. And the scribes and the chief priests heard it, and they sought how they might destroy him, for they... For they feared him, because all the people was astonished at his doctrine. And when even was come, he went out of the city. And when he, and in the morning as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. And Peter calling to remembrance, saith unto him, Master, behold the fig tree, which thou cursed is withered away. And Jesus answering saith unto them, Have faith in God. For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not 
doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Therefore I say unto you, whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them, and ye shall have them. I want to preach this morning a message, believe from the heart. If you have a need, if you'd just like to lift it before God as we just go together before God as a congregation in prayer. Let's bow our heads. Heavenly Father, Lord, you see the hands that are lifted. And Lord, as we have sang the songs of Zion and we have prayed and sanctified ourselves to come into your house, Lord, we have done everything we can, Lord, to to worship you, to adore you, and to find favor in your sight. And so, Lord, as we gather together in the name of Jesus Christ, we ask that you fulfill your purpose and word by coming down in our midst and, Lord, helping us as we're such a needy people in this hour. I pray, dear God, Lord, that the Holy Spirit would energize every heart. Lord, that you would take captive every heart. Our attention would be completely upon you. May there not be a distraction in the house. But Lord, as we look to you, we pray, Father, that you strengthen us and make us what we ought to be. God, we commit this service into your hands. And we ask it in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Amen. God bless you, saints. Thank you so much. You can have your seats. Brother Branham told us that Jesus lived in a world of perfect faith. He lived in a world that was so different than what Peter had ever saw or any of the disciples that they had ever saw. And our Bible reading here as we took our text this morning, our scripture, Peter sees him curse a fig tree and the fig tree obeyed him. Peter had never seen such a thing in the synagogues and in the land or by the priest. And this was only one of many incredible miracles that Jesus had performed in this day. And they were astounded not only at his doctrine, but the miracles. They were, they were walking in a vision. They knew this was the Messiah. And that they were living in the Bible days. God was accomplishing His Word, that which the prophets had spoken. They were living to see it. Not only were they living to see it, they were a part of it. That ought to make you shout because we are living in the same thing. We have lived to see it and God has made us a part of what He's doing. Praise the Lord. And so Peter was stimulated. The disciples were excited about it. But but there was such... Jesus was was teaching them something they had never heard in the synagogues. I mean, they had learned of Moses. They knew God was a provider. They knew about God. But Jesus was introducing them to something different than they had ever seen before. Jesus was going deeper than they had ever seen before. He was saying, not only is He a God of history, He is a God of now, but He wants a part of you. And so there were many things Jesus did that they was they were trying to wrap their minds around. You know, there was a storm that come up on the sea and was about ready to to drown the the uh, the vessel to the bottom of the ocean. And Jesus gets up and he rebukes the storm and it obeys him. 
Now that, that is easy to believe, but the part I find shaking is he rebukes the disciples as though they should have had that faith. And then we find that there's another example in the Bible where, where Jesus was, I'm sorry, Peter was walking, Jesus was walking on water and Peter went out and said, can I come? And he said, come. And he walked on water, but when he began to sink, Jesus caught him. And then Jesus rebukes him. I would have been saying, man, you did good. You walked across the water. But Jesus rebuked him and said, why did you doubt? What kind of teaching is this? This is something so different. And, and they're trying to get a hold of what he's saying. Can you say amen? There was a man with palsy and the disciples were trying to cast their epilepsy rather. Were trying to cast it out. And Jesus said, oh, ye little faith, bring him here. And he cast it out of him. And he said, because of your unbelief, you could not cast him out. Jesus is rebuking the disciples in indicating that they should have had the same faith that he himself is exercising. This is amazing. So Jesus now goes to the temple. He turns over the tables as they're walking by a fig tree. He curses it by the power of God. And then he gives a lesson that is so astounding. He said, have faith in God. For if you would say to this mountain, be thou removed and believe it from your heart, it will move. Hallelujah. Do you believe that? Once again, this is, this is very contrary to anything that they heard, anything that was coming from the synagogues at the time. And there was, Jesus just did one exploit after exploit. There was a man that was instantly healed of palsy. He said, rise up and walk. And the people were just shaken by the, the, the supernatural miracle that happened. And they said, we have never seen it in this fashion. Then he prayed, or he, he cast a dumb spirit out of a man. And the man was healed on the spot. And they said, we have never seen it in Israel like this. Yeah. Hallelujah. Jesus lived in a world of perfect faith. They said, never does a man even speak like this. Even his words are divine. His footsteps are divine. Everything about this is God. Hallelujah. And then Jesus, he knew the hearts of men. He was the Word. And he exposed the religious systems of the day. The Bible speaks of it in many places. And as he taught his disciples, he said, now when you give alms, don't do it like the hypocrites. He said, for they give alms wanting to be seen by the world and be given credit. They blow a trumpet and they make a scene and, and they just want to be seen of men. He said, now you are different. We're not working on the outward realms. We're going deeper. Praise the Lord. And Jesus said, they do all their works that they might be seen of men. He said, even in their prayers for pretense, make sanctimonious faces and 
They would pray on the streets and like, look at Rabbi, my, he is, he's spiritual. But Jesus, he, he exposed their hypocrisy. And he even said, he said, you hypocrites, you make the outside of the cup clean, but within you're dead man's bones. It ain't God at all. It's, it's a superficial religion. There's no God to it at all. Why? He said, you honor me with your lips, but your heart is far from me. And Jesus even done something, and I want you to stay with me, I'm going somewhere. Jesus even said, in a, and this is astounding, that he said, now, in the law, it said, if you commit, thou shalt not commit murder, but I say unto you, if you hate your brother in your heart, without a cause, you're the same as a murderer. Brother Branham said he expanded, he magnified the law. Then he said, the Bible said, thou shalt not commit adultery, but I say unto you, if you lust after another man's wife or a woman, you have same as committed adultery. He was, he was magnifying the law, showing them what was in their heart. Though they were religious on the outside, they were lacking something on the inside. He said, you hypocrites, you pay tithes of mint and cumin, but you leave out, you admit judgment, mercy, and he said, faith. Hallelujah. Do you love the Lord? And so we find Brother Branham said as Jesus continually exposed the religions of that day, he was uncovering that they were not living by faith. They were living by laws and they were living by the intellectuals, but they were not stepping out on God's word. Hallelujah. And it's the same today. Our offerings are powerless. Our, 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 our formal or our, uh, our going through the motions and our actions is not received of God. God is looking not for an intellectual realm, but He's looking deeper into the heart. Brother Branham said, you Baptists are working from the intellectual realm. But Jesus said, if you say to this mountain and believe in your heart, you will have what you ask for. Jesus now is getting down to the heart of salvation. He's getting down deeper than any of the rabbis could reach. He's getting where it counts. Praise the mighty name of the Lord. Now, Brother Branham said that it is not from your intellects. Salvation does not come from the intellects. And he said we've got to be careful that we don't mix the intellectual with the supernatural. If you are led by the Spirit, you are led by your heart. Amen. And faith will find its resting place in your heart. And that's the part. That's why God sent a message. To turn our hearts. Hallelujah. And it is not what we do outwardly that makes us a Christian. It is what we are inwardly that makes us a Christian. 
Hallelujah. Christ, to be a Christian means to be Christ-like. And to be Christ-like is to reflect Jesus Christ. The Bible said if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, you shall be saved. And so the soul is the heart. It lives in the heart. And God promised that, 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 that faith will find a resting place. But it's gotta go beyond the mind. It's gotta go beyond the feelings. It isn't your feelings that make you a Christian. It is not our earthly securities. It is not our ability to have recall of scripture and quotes and, and, and draw ourselves up close to everything that the prophet touched or it's about knowing him in your heart. Hallelujah. Because faith has no reasoning. And the real you is not, you know, the brown hair, the brown eyes and Ears and the nose. The real you is what you are in your heart. This will pass away, but your soul will live on. And you cannot know God by your mind. You cannot know God by the outward. It is your soul that governs your life. It is your soul that that you will meet God one day with. And Brother Branham said so many will be disappointed at the judgment because everything on the outside was right, but the soul was not right. Not trying to scare you at all, but we're, we're trying to get down past the stiff milk right into the heart of it. How many want something from the Lord? The Lord is teaching Peter how to get it. He's teaching that we've got to break out of the superficial and we've got to get to the heart of the matter. And you know the story well. Brother Branham talked about a, a woman. She, uh, she was a Methodist, I believe she was. Brother Branham said she'd come around the tabernacle and he said, I knew she had lacked an experience with God. He said she married a good man and that man had an experience. He said, but after a while they had moved and got into a worldly church and the influences of the worldly church began to take this woman away because that was what was on the inside of her. And he said she began doing what the others began doing. Pretty soon there was a man across the street, a neighbor. She took off with that man, left her husband, went off with that man. And he said all the time, she said, they do it, I can do it too. And she was living in sin, but the whole time professing, I am a Christian, I am a Methodist. And Brother Branham said that she got a tumor, I believe, on the female organs. And the doctor said, we have done all that we can do and make ready to make peace with God. And so Brother Branham was gone. Brother Neville, being a former Methodist, said, I know she's not right with the Lord, but I'm going to go talk to her about her soul. And if I can make a way, maybe Brother Branham can come and pray and turn the situation around. But first, the soul has got to get right. So Brother Neville had went up to her and said, Sister, I hear your, you know, doctor gives you grim news. He said, are you ready to meet the Lord? She said, of course I am. He said, sister, you're living as a common law wife. 
You're drinking liquor and smoking cigarettes. He said, sister, you know your heart ain't right with the Lord. She said, that's none of your business. And she told him to go on his way. So Brother Neville tells Brother Brandon when he gets back that she run him off. He said, watch the end of the road. And so Brother Branham said, she come down to death just like every one of us will, if the Lord tarry. And he said that the pastor was out there smoking a cigarette and, and, the, and all the Sunday school children gathered around to see the angels pack her away. But he said what happened is as she was coming to death's door, her intellect began to break up. And he said, because the intellect is from the brain, the mind, and as it begins to break up, a reality that her body would stay in the ground, but her soul will live on, she realized to become awakened that she had grieved the Holy Spirit away from her. And she had no conscience of it, but he said her soul caught up to her. And our sins, if they're not under the blood, they will catch up to us. And she said, dear God, I'm lost. And as she starts crying, she looked at her pastor and said, you're a deceiver of men. I'm lost. And, the, and, the, and he said, hit her with a hypo. And they said they numbed her. And he said, how many times does a hypo take away the deathbed confession? Brother Branham said, death will catch up with you. And your, and your sin will catch up with you. And the soul that sins, that soul shall die. Everybody with me? She came to her end and she passed off into it. Into the regions of Brother Branham said the death angel was waiting on her to take her out. The real us is the inside of the inside. And you will be judged by the inner man. When we come before God, we will be judged. Our soul will be judged. How many understand that? And without the Holy Ghost, our souls are lost. Because your soul is what you are. And that's why Samuel, Brother Branham said, when you die, it does not change you. It only changes your dwelling place. So when the itch witch of Endor called up Samuel, she recognized that it was Samuel. And Samuel even prophesied. And he took that scripture and said, notice, he's still a prophet. He's still Samuel. Death does not change you. It only changes your dwelling place. There is only one thing that can change you. And that's the power of the Holy Spirit. That's God Himself. Hallelujah. Your soul is what you are. And what you are here, you will be there. And death only changes your dwelling place. And that's why we must be born again. Born by the Spirit of the supernatural. Born by the Spirit of God. And the baptism of the Holy Ghost will take a mental faith and your faith starts there. 
It starts in the mind, but the baptism of the Holy Ghost will take it from the mind into a spiritual revelation of the soul that will anchor your soul in Christ. So it's okay, it's okay to have God gave you intellect, but it cannot stay there. It must come down on the inside of the inside. Everybody love the Lord. That's why David said, My soul panteth after thee, O God. It's got to be more than a feeling. It's got to be something deep that you're longing for God. I want more. I want healing. I want the Holy Ghost. I want to believe God's promises. My soul crieth after thee, O God. Hallelujah. Do you know that your desires tell you what you are? If you desire the things of the world, the lust and the vileness, I'm not talking about temptation. I'm not talking about being tempted. I'm talking about if your desire is to desire the things that are evil in darkness, if that is your desire, you need a conversion. You need a change. I'm not talking about, no, I don't want that and the temptations are coming and you're fighting and overcoming. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about if you desire wickedness and evil and darkness, then you need a change. Because you are what you are on the inside. That's what you are. The real you is on the inside. The real me is on the inside. But if that soul is aligned with God, it will bring your body and your spirit in subjection to the word of the Lord. Hallelujah. And the flesh is not the image of God. It is the soul that is the image of God. For God made man in his own image. And brother, and, and when it says that, brother Branham said, it is like Levi in the loins of Abraham. Levi was in the loins of Abraham. He was a part of Abraham. And Abraham paid tithes to Melchizedek. He said, before the world was, you were a part of God back a billion years before there was a star or a molecule. You were a part of God. You were in the thoughts of God, the eternal thoughts of God. We have an origin. This is why our hearts panteth after thee. And no man could see God at any time, for God was a spirit. God was not flesh. No man saw God in a bodily form. But out of God came the Logos. He said, let there be, and a pillar of fire began to move. And the pillar of fire was something that God revealed himself in. No man can see God, but out of God went the concept, the thought, the Logos. Jesus said, glorify me with the glory that we had before the world was. I came from God and I go back to God. And so God said, let there be, let there be. And then he come up to man, the capstone of his creation. And he said, let us make man in our image. Brother Branham said that was the, that was the pillar of fire, the offspring of God and God. He said, let us make man in our image. Angels are not in the image of God. It was, it was a Logos. And Brother Branham said that Logos led the animals like the Holy Spirit leads the church. 
And then God, He took a man and He put a man in a flesh body and He formed a man out of the dust of the earth and Adam became a living soul. Hallelujah. Now man's image is not hands like a monkey and feet like a bear. The image of God is the soul. The Word. And notice Jesus was the image of the invisible God. That is His Word. The Word is God's image. And Jesus expressed it. Jesus expressed it because God said, let everything bring forth of its kind. And God is the Word and Jesus was after His kind. And when you are born again of the Spirit of God, you are in His image. And your purpose is to express the Word of God. Hallelujah. Sons of God must express the Word of God. And Jesus expressed the Word. That's why He said, when you see me, you see the Father. Because He was in the image of the Father. Jesus now was not God on the outside. It was God on the inside. Hallelujah. It was God on the inside of him. They picked up stones to stone him. And he said, for what good work do you stone me? They said, not a good work that we stone you. But you be a man and make yourself God. He was not a man making himself God. He was God making himself a man. And he stood there in the image of God. Hallelujah. And if Jesus was the firstborn of many brethren, then all of God's children, they are in the image of the Word. Born again of the incorruptible Word of God. Hallelujah. The Bible said, though our outward man perishes, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. Hallelujah. He said, wow, we don't look at the things which are seen, but we look at the things that are not seen. For the things that are seen are temporal, but the things that are not seen are eternal. Hallelujah. Man was created to live by faith. And Jesus was expressing to them that we are living under our God-given privileges. That we are living in an earthly realm. But that ain't what God called us to do. We thank the Lord for our senses. But we are see, taste, feel, smell, and ear. But it could never contact God. It actually separates us. Brother Branham said the only reason we are given see, taste, feel, smell, and hear is to contact the earthly realm. He said God is not in none of them. There is only one way to contact God and that is by faith. God don't feel sorry for us. He wants us to believe His Word. God don't pity us or sympathize in that manner. And you understand, God does care for us in that way. What I'm trying to express, it is not beating on the altar and begging God. It's believing God. 
And God gave us another sense to the Christian. It is called the sixth sense. It is faith. And Brother Branham said, we are to live by the sixth sense. He said the sixth sense, he called it a sense because it operates just like your five senses. Like you see me here. Your sight declares that I am here. And your faith looks into the unseen and declares the living God the same yesterday, today, and forever. While the world is blind and groping in darkness, you can stand there and say, God is alive. He's the same. He is a healer. He is a savior. He is God. He's coming back for us. It is not God in a physical form. It is your faith that has declared the living reality. Faith is more than our physical sight. Because our physical sight can play tricks on us. When they plucked Samson's eyes out, he was lacking a gift of God. How many appreciate sight? And if you had COVID, you appreciate smell. And it's like those things you take for granted every day. You don't know what you got till it's gone. I used to have eagle vision. Now I'm getting older. I'm wearing goggles. I appreciate sight. And, and the more I get older, the more I'm looking for a new body. How many can say amen? Now, if someone plucked my eyes out, I would be lacking in my contact to this earthly realm. And Brother Branham said... When we lack faith, we lack one of our God-given contacts. Wow. And you, you couldn't imagine living life with only four senses. Could you imagine? And I'm not, I'm not making fun of anybody that might not have their sight, but could you imagine coming to church, bumping, oh, excuse me, Brother Barry, could you imagine living without one of your sight, one of your senses? And maybe if we'd shut our eyes through the next, this service and the next one, maybe we would appreciate the illumination, the God-given gift of sight. What a terrible thing to grope in darkness and bump and what is that and what is that and live in a world of darkness. Men without God live in a world of darkness. And many Christians are stumbling around just the same. When God gave your faith as eyesight to get around and to be led and to walk like a son and a daughter of God. Hallelujah. The sixth sense is only given to Christians. Now when Jesus cursed the fig tree, it looked, it just, it looked the same. No man eat from the hereafter forever. Birds kept chirping. No lightning. I mean, God could have, earth could have opened up and swallowed the tree. God didn't do it. No man eat from thee forever. Nothing's happening. They went on their way. 
A day later, two, they're coming back and they look and Peter notices the tree. Look, he cursed the tree and it's dead. The Bible said from the root, it began to obey the word of the Creator. And Brother Branham said that's the same way it is with devils. When Brother Barry prays for you, cancer, it is maybe not on the outward realm and might not be lightning bolts and earth shaking, but down beneath the life of it, the motivation of it, the origin of it is killed in its tracks in the name of Jesus. And that's when your faith ought to go beyond how I feel and what I think and anchor into the Word of God and said the prayer of faith has saved me. Devils start moving back because God's Word is coming. Make way for God's Word. Hallelujah. Do you love the Lord? When He said, Satan, come out. Satan must obey the Word of God. This ain't, this, this isn't us. We are representing God's word to his enemy. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. If you say to this mountain, be moved, he didn't stop there. He said, and believe in your heart. The mountain will move. How many have some mountains they would like to see move out of their lives? Maybe you got loved ones that are, they're pinned up in sin and there's a mountain standing between you and their soul. God will move that mountain. If you can believe with all your heart in the Word of God, that mountain will move. You know what faith is? Faith is taking God at His Word. We believe. We believe the Word. We're not taking away from that. But we want to get down to the heart of faith. We want to get beyond the intellectual. And we want to say, Lord, Your Word is eternal. No matter what comes or goes, no matter what I see, taste, feel, and smell and hear, no matter how nervous I feel, Your Word is forever true. It's God's Word. Hallelujah. Remember Brother Branham dramatized Peter. Peter was out there fishing all night long. Caught nothing. He said they were discouraged. Pulled their boat up, washed their nets. And I imagine they're a bit cranky. And what a waste of a night. They're getting out there. Maybe they're silent. They had a rough day on the boat. Everyone's irritable. Everyone's upset. No fish! Hard to work hard, back-breaking work for nothing. Wash their nets. There's some Galilean preacher preaching. Brother Branham said there was something that drew Peter. Peter sat down listened to him for a while. He said, this one's different. He said, Jesus stood up on a stump and the people began to gather. Do you know what has pulled you to the message is a supernatural call of God? This is not a coincidence. This morning is not a coincidence. And he said he began to lean forward and listen more intently as he heard words of life. 
Pretty soon there was a crowd so big he couldn't, uh, he, he needed to get out and he said, may I use your boat? Peter, you may. He got on the boat, he pushed him out a bit and he preached. And uh, we don't know how much time it went by. Probably just felt like they were caught up in eternity. And after he sent them off, he said, Peter, move out into the deep. Cast your nets. Now, whatever he heard, there was enough respect to say, Master, we went all night. There was nothing. I've been on these waters all my life. There's nothing in there. He said, but at my word, cast your nets. And Brother Branham said, when he acted by faith, as little as it seems, they took the net and they cast it. He said, there might have not have been nothing in there, but when he obeyed faith, caught a hold of that net and filled that net till it sank the boat. What can faith do in our midst? It's not about see, taste, feel, smell in here. It's about your faith putting the fish in the net. You say, I want a revival. I don't see a revival in the land. Why don't you have faith in God and put that revival in your net this morning? Put your healing in that net this morning. Put that revival in your own soul and let God use you. God can put it there. You say, brother, I live under my God-given privileges. I'm just such a nervous wreck. Your faith this morning can turn it around and give you victory. How many believe the Word of God? We were created to believe God's Word. That ought to make you happy. It is the spiritual man that is on the inside of us. Hallelujah. And Brother Branham said, when we walk by our sight, we rob ourselves of God's given privileges. He said we rub the inner man. He said because man is always trying to shift for himself. And we walk by what we see rather than what we believe. But remember when the angel came to Brother Branham, he said get the people to believe. Hallelujah. See it's believing That moves the heart of God. It's actually believing that brings God upon the scene for miracles. How many have seen God move in the past? And it's sovereign, but we can see move today. We can see move tomorrow. It is our faith that brings God. It is our faith that, that, that actually brings forth the manifestation of the word. Hallelujah. Now notice this. Brother Branham said that F.F. F. Bosworth, he said he was, he was in a meeting and he saw a woman on a cot dying of leukemia. And he said that she was in such a place that her mind was even breaking up. She was dying. And he said, I, this is a testimony from F.F. F. Bosworth. He said, I slipped off the platform. And he said, I went to her cot. And I, and as he was, Brother Branham was praying for the sick, he said, I told her to be praying that God would lift her faith up 
to the place that she could receive healing at a healing level. And that it would operate the gift of God or poor brother Branham down to her. He said, I watched her lips moving in prayer. And all the once brother Branham felt the pull of faith. He jumped off the platform, went to the cot, prayed for her and said, in the name of Jesus Christ, get off the cot and receive divine strength and be well. She obeyed with her hands lifted, tears of joy flowing. And he said, she went back and forth. My sister is wonderful. See, it was not Brother Branham's faith for everybody. It was getting the people to believe the gift of God was to lift the faith of the people. But once the people began believing, then God started operating. Hallelujah. Brother Bosworth's uh, wife was in in Fort Wayne back in the back of a meeting. And she saw a girl with hideous crossed eyes. And the girl was weeping, 18-year-old girl. And she felt compassion for the little girl. And she said, honey, what's the matter? She said, I wanted to get in the prayer line. I can't do it. And I've seen several cross-eyed people healed. And I'm not going to get my chance. She said, honey, you listen to me. You start praying. And you believe with all your heart. And she said, you watch and see if it don't pull him right to you and you receive your healing. She bows her head. She starts praying. And as Brother Branham is praying and she's two, two blocks away, Brother Branham felt her pull. I believe that we can pull from God right now. He felt that girl's pull. And he said, there is a young lady back there with cross eyes. He said, don't fear no more. You are healed. And she was perfectly well. Don't misunderstand the gift of God. Yes, Brother Branham was highly gifted, very spiritual. He was to bring us a prophetic message. But he never substituted Brother Branham's gift of faith for the people. The people had to have their own faith. You've got to stand on God's Word. You've got to believe it with all your heart. And right now, the same faith that brought miracles then will bring miracles now. Salvation now. Revival now. It's moving right now. This faith will change our bodies. This faith will move us out of this dimension. It's our faith, our collective faith. It creates an atmosphere that God comes and begins to move among us. It is important to have an atmosphere. It is important not to murmur, not to complain, but cast down reasonings and confess the word of God. We're going to have a service today. I'm praying that God will speak to the man of God. I believe the Spirit is going to meet our needs. I believe loved ones are going to come back to Christ. We've got to have an atmosphere. We become common. Well, you know, Brother Craig ain't no miracle worker. Exactly. I hope you're not look. I hope you're looking beyond me. We're looking to Calvary. Where it was finished forever. We are looking to the infallible promises of God. We are believers. 
We believe from the depths of our heart. We be- How many believe this message? This ain't no casual. I'm talking about the army of the living God. That when, when Ezekiel prophesied, dry bones raised to their feet as a mighty army. We are living oracle of God. We are the material of God's word in this hour. We're a part of it. God awaken us. Brother Branham said the faith as it began to build in the congregation, he said the whole place is amber light. It was, it was, it was the glory of God quickening the faith of the people. He'd say it's milky white and people up out of their wheelchairs, a mass healing would strike the whole building. It was the people's faith. I want to shake you here. It wasn't just message believers. It was Catholics. It was Methodist. It was Baptist. It was whosoever will believe. And the Spirit and the Bride, they say, come. God could care less about all the segregations. He wants people to believe His Word. And He will honor it even if they're Catholic. That ain't speaking down. It's the systems that have blinded the people. It is the grace of God we sit here free. Hallelujah. You say, Brother Craig, I, I ain't never seen much supernatural in my life. Let the weak say they are strong. We got to believe the Word. In our weakness, He is made powerful. In our inability, He is made Savior. In, in our lack, He is our provider. In our sickness, He is our healer. In our lost condition, He is our Savior. Don't you use that to, to bow out and to, to take the cheap way out. Stand on God's Word and make Him Jehovah Jireh. Make Him your healer. Make Him your Savior. Hallelujah. That's the whole purpose why Christ came. To save them that are lost. This is, this seal remain ashore. Those, God knows those that are His. And He came to save those that are sick. Faith will change our situation. Sometimes we can get in the empty routine of going to the altar and going back. Going to the altar and going back. Going through the routine. Well, it's empty. But we need God to stir our hearts deep. And sometimes God sends custom trials to put you in that condition. Sometimes you know, you say, I just feel like there's a blanket I can't break through in prayer. Sometimes He'll let trials get real hot so you can break through in prayer. Sometimes He makes you uncomfortable so you get out of your senses and start saying, Lord, You promised in Your Word. He loves that language. The highest honor you can ever pay God is to take God at His Word. How many want to see God move? Brother Branham said, by faith, the Red Seas moved back. If you want God to move, your faith will send God before you, moving back every obstacle, every devil, everything that stands in the way of your promise, your faith will do it. It was Israel faith that did it. It was their faith in God. The Bible said, by faith, the Red Sea moved back. He upholds all things by the word of His power. Hallelujah. 
God will stand behind His promise. Don't you fear that? God will stand behind His Word. How many love His Word? We walk by faith and not by... Because we are believers. Amen. But Brother Branham said the thing is, we can yield to our senses or we can yield to the sixth sense. But we got to be conscious, okay? I can't contact God by what I see. This looks big, folks. Looks ugly. Looks impossible. Well, every time God ever came on the scene, it, it looked impossible. You would think we'd learn by now. God is in mountain moving business. God is in giant killing business. And business is good for God. Because every devil must bow at the name of Jesus Christ. There is no sickness. There is no uh, affliction that can stand in the way of the infallible word of God. How many are believers? Amen. By faith, Jericho fell flat. By faith, the Red Sea opened. Hallelujah. By faith, they stopped the mouth of lions and quenched the violence of fire and turned to flight the armies of aliens. By faith, it was done. Amen. You know, Brother Branham said, Jesus, when He raised from the dead, He raised by the sixth sense. It was faith. That raised him from the dead. The sixth sense is the most powerful thing that ever hit the earth. But you must believe from your heart. It is the power of God that drives the enemy out. I'm I'm trying to get this through to you young people. You love God. But whatever you do, don't just come to be unsympathetic with the message. Brother Branham said in the token message, get into it. We must have a personal revelation of Jesus Christ. And a revelation is faith. God revealed to you that the Word of God is for you. And that produces faith. And, and I want to stand before God's people to be what I'm on the inside. I'm an expression on the outside. I do not want conflict between my soul and my actions because that's hypocritical. I want my heart to be pure. My thoughts to be pure. I want my actions to be pure. I want to be a Christian. How many feel that way? And I do not want to be a hypocrite and portray something that I'm not. I want to portray what God made me on the inside is an expression of the supernatural experience that He'd done in my life. Young people, don't take no for an answer. God sends revivals to young people. God visits young people in their prayer closet. God moves upon young ladies and young men and even widows. God meets you in the kitchen. God meets the men on the job. God still speaks. He's a living God and He's alive. We shouldn't have to be restricted by the balls and chains of our senses. We shouldn't be tormented by oppression and nervousness and and feeling hopeless. But let's consider God's Word. 
Let's consider what God said about it. If God before us, who can be against us? Hallelujah. I want to believe. I want a religion from my heart. I want to be strengthened in the inner man. And faith comes by hearing the Word of God. I amen the Word of God because I'm a believer. I come to church because I'm a believer. I listen to the message of the hour. I am a believer. With all my heart, I am a believer. And the inner man lives on the Word of God. It is not vain coming here. I know the devil would make you think you're just, you know, just another, you know, helpless group. Oh no. This is the Word of God and our hearts is the betting ground. And God, some see it falls upon the wayside, but some seed falls on good ground. God, let me have a soft, believing heart today. Hallelujah. Brother Branham talked about a woman. She got so desperate, she started crying for the Holy Ghost. He said the Holy Ghost fell upon her like that. Because God wants to give it more than we want it. And you say, but I've been crying for years. Maybe we ought to put our faith into action. Maybe we ought to starve doubt and begin to feed our faith and start praising God and put His Word in our mouth and confess, let the weak say I'm strong. I'm tired of being in the ditch. I'm tired of living with depression. I'm tired of living under my God-given privileges. Today is going to be different. God's going to pick me up out of the pit. God's going to lift me up out of this unbelief. I'm going to walk with God's Word. I'm going to believe God's Word. Hallelujah. I'm a believer. I think you need to stand out. I love that about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They say, our God is able, even if He doesn't, we're not bowing to images. I'm not bowing to unbelief. I'm not believing the devil's lie. I don't bow to images. I am a believer. My God is able to deliver me, but even if He doesn't, I'm not going to bow. I'm going to confess His word. God is the healer. You're the believer. It's easy to believe. That's all God asks you to do is believe His Word. Hallelujah. God, pour out Your faith upon my heart. Lift me out of this unbelief. Let me shake the shackles off because I know it's God's will for me to walk on my two feet and be a son of God and live by faith. Jesus was not careful when He said, if you believe, you can say to this mountain, he said, well, that's conditional. You know, if you're a Methodist, I, no. You gotta believe it this way. You gotta go to this church and believe it just like this. Gotta be loyal. Then God might hear you. No, whosoever will, let him believe. So he says it unconditionally. If you say with your mouth, that mountain that is standing in your way, and believe in your heart. It will obey you. I I'm a, I've ministered for many years. But I can honestly say I hunger. I have such a hunger to see God live in His people. Brother Branham was not satisfied with the miracles and being used on a level that the world has never seen since the time of Enoch to the present. He wasn't satisfied. 
You'll hear the cry of his heart in the services. He wanted to see God live in his people. I don't think that we should relax until we see God living in the church. God created the church for one reason, to live in it. We are the dwelling place of God. And God wants to finish His work in and through His people. Brother Branham said, the bride and God, they will be one. But i got to start with me. you got to start with you. Young people, do you have devotions? Do you stay in the Word of God? What is it that sways and drives your life? What is it that you feed upon? Because that is what you are. Don't lie to yourself. If you're caught by pornography and things, you need to get right with God. But there is a power to clean it. There is a power to change it. It takes cigarettes away. It takes liquor away. It takes darkness away. Negative thoughts, it takes it away. It cleans the heart of man. This message was to turn our hearts, not our minds. And there is so much mystery and so much to learn that if we don't let it go beyond our minds, we will bitterly fail. But God wanted our hearts. God wants His bride to love Him with all of her heart. God is going to have a church who gives her heart. How many say, Lord, that's my desire? I don't want to be one of those Pharisees. I want to give you my heart. We are helpless without God, but God made a promise and nothing is going to stop that promise. I want to encourage you this morning. You are not defeated. No matter what you're facing, you are not defeated. God is not defeated. God wants your faith to go deeper. How many love the Word of God? Let us stand to our feet. God, pour out your super sense. Pour out your faith, Lord. Come by my way and deal with me as an individual. Make that your prayer. Lord, you know what I'm dealing with. You know my struggles. You know my humanity. But Lord, I want my faith to begin to move and break forth. Lord, just just like a plant breaking forth out of the earth. Lord Jesus, we want that that life to break forth, Lord, out of the unbelief, out of the oppression of the enemy that tries to hold us down. And Lord, I'm praying, dear God, that Your Holy Spirit would move upon every heart. What a challenge by Your Word. What a challenge when You told Peter, why did you doubt? What a challenge to us to live by faith. And Lord, we just pray that your Holy Spirit would move in such a way as we pull from you what we have need of. Like that little cross-eyed girl, she would have been helpless, but you encouraged her faith to reach out and get it. Faith comes by hearing the Word of God. And Lord, I'm trying to encourage your people that it is not above us. It's right in our reach. I want you, Lord, please, to inspire our faith. Lord God, that you can move right among us. Father, I know that you hear our prayers. And I know, God, that this word is taking us somewhere. 
And we're following it faithfully, Lord, as You're taking us into the promises. I pray right now, Lord, for those, Lord, that maybe not even have the faith to rise up in their challenges. Lord, that You would send the Holy Spirit and strengthen them as they cry, Remember me, Lord. I pray, God, that You move among the congregation. Help us, Lord, to break free of the senses and all the lies of the enemy and look to Your infallible Word for it cannot fail. Our hearts cry, Amen. Our hearts cry out, Lord. I pray, Lord, that Your Spirit will move freely. Young, man and woman, old, all of us, Lord, from the preachers on back, I pray, God, that You move upon our hearts. We got loved ones we want to see a visitation of God to. And Lord, we've got friends we don't want to see perish in the tribulation. God, we want to see you come on the scene. Work your salvation. We love you. We thank you, God, for your word. We ask your blessings upon us in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Pour your spirit out on me. Fall just like the rain. Do you know the song? Does anybody know that song? I want to, you need to sing something that you, can you help me just that? Everybody just reverently. Pour your spirit out on me. Fall just like the rain. Fall just like the rain. Saturate, yes, Lord. Lord, my thirsty soul, come and fall afresh on me. Fill our hearts again, Lord. Fill my cup again. Amen. Lord, heal my heart and make me whole. Lord, I need. Pour your spirit out on me. Pour your spirit out on me. Lord, fall just like the rain. Lord, saturate, oh, my thirsty soul. Lord, come and fall afresh on me. Lord, fill my cup Yes, Lord Jesus. Fill our hearts, Lord. Oh, heal our hearts and make me whole. Lord, I need you now for your spirit. Let's do it one more time, everyone in the spirit of worship. Make that your prayer. Lord, spirit out on me. Fall just like the Grant it, Lord God. Saturate our hearts. Lord, saturate my thirsty soul. Come and fall afresh on me. Fill our cup again. Anyone need prayer? Lord, heal my heart and make me whole. I need you now. Lord, I need you now. 
One more time, everyone in the spirit of worship, just lift up your prayers. Pour your spirit out on me, Lord, just falls like the rain. Lord, saturate my thirsty soul. Come and fall afresh on me. Fill my cup again. Oh, heal my heart and make me whole. Lord, I need you now. Pour your spirit out. And pour your spirit out on me. Oh, Lord, just fall just like the rain. Lord, saturate, oh, my thirsty soul. Oh, Lord, and fill my cup again. Anybody else this morning Just like the rain, oh, saturate, oh, my thirsty soul, come and fall afresh on me, fill my cup again, oh, heal my heart. Lord, I need you now for your spirit. Now. There's a fountain open in the house of David to you would believe. And there are streams. Save you 
chosen one, the spirit of grace and will supplication. And in that day, what a day that will be, a fountain shall be opened up and you shall be wholly clean. For there's a fountain open in the house of David to you who would believe. And there are streams of grace that's flowing down from Calvary. the time for you to act on your faith let God stir in your heart if if God's looking for a church that won't relax until we see God living in the church why should we be bound down by the balls and chains of our senses why should we be bound down so if you have a need this morning come on and, and exercise your faith and say Lord I can't do this if I could do this I would do it but Lord I believe you're able to do it today in me And come and just reach out to him in prayer this morning. Falling in love with Jesus. the best thing I have ever done. In His arms I feel protected. Will in His arms never disconnected. Oh, in His arms I feel no place 
place I'd rather, rather be. Best thing I had ever done. Oh, in his arms I feel protected, and in his arms never disconnected. Oh, in his arms I we'd ever rather be than in the arms under the wing of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We want to give ourselves away. We want to give ourselves into his hands because I believe that Jesus Christ is looking for a church that gives him her heart. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I give myself away. Let's sing it this morning. I give myself away. I give myself away so you can use me. I give myself away. Away. I give myself away so you can use me. Here I am. Here I am.
Today, this morning, I want you just to lift your hand if you have a need in your heart. Just something to look. You may just say, Lord, build my faith to where I can really begin to exercise it. Lord, stir in my heart. Let the word find good ground that my faith might be increased. That, Lord, I can exercise it in a way that's pleasing unto you. Hold that thought. Hold that need. We're going to let Brother Craig pray this morning. Heavenly Father, we thank you from the bottom of our hearts, Lord. That, Lord, your presence is come down and dwelling, Lord, among us. We feel your spirit energizing our hearts. Lord, we feel challenged to reach out and take a step of faith. And, Lord, you know our humanity. 
But Lord, we are saying, though we're weak, Lord, we're claiming now we are strong. We are strong in your promise. We are strong in our faith. Lord, we are claiming your word. We thank you for the victory. We thank you, Lord God, for hearing our prayers. Move in our midst, Lord. Touch every heart, every hand lifted, every prayer. Lord, bring forth the answer in Jesus' name. God will be sure to give you the praise. Lord, you'll share your glory with no one. We pray, dear God, Lord, that you'll receive glory in this service. That we'll leave out of here victorious with greater faith that the things that we ask for, we know that we will receive them. Every mountain is being moved right now. Every power of the enemy is being moved back. And we're going to have victory. We're going to have testimony. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for these promises. Thank you for instructing us in your word. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for a message. Thank you, Lord God, for the power of the resurrection. Thank you, Lord God, for a church where we can unite together our faith. And Lord, your presence move our enemies back. We love you. We honor you. We thank you. We thank you from our hearts. We thank you. And God, we just... Ask, Lord, your blessing upon us as we're bringing the service to a close. May our minds be stayed upon you. God, may we be anchored in this. Anchor our hearts. Unmovable in your word. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. And God, we commit the congregation to you. We ask these things in the name that is above all names. The name of Jesus Christ. Amen. and we're going to dismiss you this morning. Go grab something to eat and come on back. Come on back a little bit early and just take a little bit of time before the service today at 4 o'clock and prepare your hearts and let's just ask the Lord to meet with us again and to continue to speak to us. It's been good today. It's been special today. And we just want to continue to hear that. I don't know about you, but I just don't get enough of that. I can't get enough of that. I, I I just feel, hey, we could do it again and do it again and do it again. And, and let's just let's just pray that way. Let's just hold this atmosphere and just bring that back with you now this afternoon. Let's do that together. Now, let's sing that little uh, chorus uh, as you go this afternoon here. 
this is my desire to honor you and sing it as you go this morning. Shake one another's hand. And like I say, bring that. Be careful to bring that atmosphere back with you this afternoon. God bless you as you go. This is my desire. Will to honor you. With all my heart, I worship you. And all 